Our message this morning comes from Colossians, Colossians 3. I have my own Bible here, so I don't know the page number. <laughs> Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This uh, sermon was actually prepared by Reverend J. Tannis. I was uh, looking in one of the cabinets downstairs for some treasury stuff, and there was this big book, and there was sermons in there, for special occasions. This was written in 1944. So I started reading it, and it's still applicable today. So I had to do some revisions, because it's written by an American. (laughs) So I will do my best here. In the text that is chosen for this occasion, the Apostle Paul exhorts the Christians to be thankful He writes to the Colossians, and be thankful. So what does it mean to be thankful? To be thankful means much more than to give thanks. We give thanks in prayers and songs and in various words and acts of gratitude. To give an offering for missions is to give thanks. And this is most commendable. But here in our text, we are admonished To be thankful. Be ye thankful. There should be a deep feeling of gratitude in our hearts. The spirit of gratitude should live in our souls. We should be profoundly conscious of the goodness of the Lord, our utter unworthiness to receive his blessings, and we should have a fervent and continual desire to acknowledge the Lord as the fountain of all good, the source of of all blessings, we should be thankful. Paul himself was a very thankful man. He was thankful for the smallest favors. He was thankful to the Philippians for their kindness toward him. They had remembered him in his great distress. And Paul appreciated their generosity. Read the letters to Paul, of Paul, And note how often he thanks the Lord or thanks his fellow Christians for all the good things that he enjoys. And remember that oftentimes he wrote these while he was in prison or in in a dungeon. 
Paul was also thankful for the blessings bestowed upon others. He rejoiced in the blessings with his friends received from God. He was a big-hearted man, far more big-hearted than most of his critics, either in his own day or of today. He was thankful for the good things which others received from the Lord. He wrote to the Thessalonians, We give thanks to God always for all of you. And he wrote to the Colossians, We give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, having heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have toward all the saints because of the hope that is laid up in you in the heavens. And the Apostle Paul knows that these spiritual blessings are of the greatest value and he's thankful that these spiritual blessings have been bestowed upon the Colossians so abundantly. We ought to follow this example of Paul and rejoice and be thankful that so many Christians in all parts of the world are recipients of this divine blessings. If you read some of the letters which come from persecuted Christians in some of the lands today, you are amazed at the grace of God given them so richly, and we can be thankful for this wonderful grace. Let us follow the example of Paul and rejoice in the fruit of the gospel and the work of of the Holy Spirit. And be ye thankful, Paul wrote this to the Christians. After all, a Christian is the only human that can be sincerely thankful. A Christian is the only person with a biblical conception of God. He is the only man who really believes that God is the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all the blessings we enjoy. He does not believe that this world came into existence by chance. And that is, not, that is merely a cha- matter of chance that so many good things come to our lives. The Christian believes in the sovereignty of God and his divine government and all his embracing providence. Thy bountiful care, what tongue can recite? It breathes in the air, it shines in the light, it streams from the hills, it descends to the plains, and sweetly distills in the dew and the rain. Frail children of dust, and feeble as frail, in thee do we trust, nor find thee to fail. Thy mercies, how tender, how firm to the end, our maker, defender, redeemer, and friend. This song of praise and thanksgiving can only rise from the heart of a Christian the man who believes in the Almighty Creator and in His sovereignty, that all things are under the sovereign control of God. He is the only man who can say with all sincerity, Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. He is truly thankful. And as a Christian, the only human who has the grace of God in his soul, which enables him to be thankful, he is the only man whom the Spirit of God has taught to be thankful. By nature, we're not thankful. Not thankful to men, much thankful to God. We know that we ought to be thankful, and when we receive a favor, we say, thank you, but soon we forget to be thankful. What multitudes of children are there who never appreciate 
what their parents have done for them and are still doing for them. Multitudes of people are recipients of favors, but they never show any gratitude. And the average human being never praises the great and good God from whom all blessings flow. We are naturally self-centered creatures and therefore so ungrateful and that is only when the grace of God takes possession of our souls and the spirit of, that the spirit of gratitude fills our hearts and moves us to be thankful. Oh, how much we need the grace of God to be thankful. A true Christian is the only human who realizes that the blessings of God are altogether unmerited, undeserved, and they were not worthy of the least of the mercies of God. We have no right to live. It is grace that we may live one hour. Far greater grace that we can live 50 years or 60 or 70, 90 or even 100. And yet, only a few people realize it. It is grace, the unmerited grace of God, that we receive so many favors. We're always sinning against God and sinning against one another. What blessings are there that we have deserved? Should we not say with the psalmist, he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities? And yet, it is only grace that can teach us to be thankful. It ought to help us to be thankful if we take take note of all the blessings that we should be thankful for. Thankful for what? We ought to be thankful for all the spiritual blessings. Paul wrote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blemish before him in love, having foreordained us into the adoption of sons. Paul was thankful for the wonderful blessings of foreordination, of his election unto salvation, the source of all other blessings. Are we profoundly thankful to God that he has chosen us in Christ to be his sons and daughters, to be heirs of the salvation in Christ, This choice of God is absolutely sovereign. We can do absolutely nothing to deserve it. It is a marvelous act of sovereign love. And like Paul, we ought to praise the Lord for it. It is not that I chose thee, Lord, for that could not be. This heart would still refuse thee, hast thou not chosen me. And how thankful we ought to be for the wonderful gift of his only begotten Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. That was the greatest and most glorious gift within the power of God. There is no gift like unto it, and all other gifts, spiritual and natural, eternal, temporal, come into our lives because of this greatest gift of all gifts. There would be no election unto salvation, no forgiveness of sins, no power under righteousness, no hope of glory if we had not received Christ. In and through Christ, all 
other gifts and favors flow into our lives. Be thankful for what? For all the natural blessings that we receive so abundantly from day to day, and again this year. Thankful for health and vigor, energy, for the daily task to perform, for opportunities for service, the service of God and man, for homes and shelter, for loved ones, for so many common and ordinary blessings which we take for granted and yet have not deserved, and which are the expression of divine love and care. We ought to say with the psalmist, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Be ye thankful. But somebody may say, We have such a hard year. So much sickness, so much suffering, so many disappointments and adversaries that is hard for us to be thankful. We know we ought to be, but it's not natural. We answer that it is a fact that it is hard to be thankful when everything goes against us. And it's also a fact that we need not to be thankful for that which is really bad in itself. We need not to be thankful that one of our dear ones had to suffer so much pain and misery. And we need not be thankful for the death that came into our home. We cannot and need not be thankful for the terrible results of sin. Man's rebellion has brought with it a trail of hope, and for that we need not to be thankful. We cannot praise God for the curse of sin, but we can praise God that in spite of the curse there is so much for which we can be thankful We can be thank God for his loving kindness in the midst of our adversaries, for the grace that sustained us in our afflictions so that we are not crushed by our burdens. Many of us can still say with the man of God, Jehovah hath chised me sore, but he has not given me over unto death. Psalm 118. We have not perished in our tribulations, A true child of God can say with the Apostle, we also rejoice in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh steadfastness and develops the power to endure and sympathize with others. In all his persecutions, and even in a dungeon, Paul could praise the Lord for his mercies and sincerely exhort his fellow Christians to be thankful As Christians, we can look forward to the time when we shall be delivered from all our sufferings and we can be thankful for the hope of glory. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And for this, we thank God. Be ye thankful, especially as Canadian Christians, we ought to be the most thankful people in all the world. It's not by chance that we're Canadian citizens, Canadian Christians, 
that we're living in Canada, a highly favored land. The sovereign God who has determined the boundaries of our habitation. We praise thee, O God, for thy guiding hand in leading thy church to freedom's fair land. Through sore persecution, our fathers here came, where free and unfettered they worshipped thy name. And we still enjoy this freedom, the freedom to worship God according to his word, freedom to build Christian schools, and we ought to be thankful for political freedom, for the privilege in living in a democracy where people have some voice in their government in the election of their officials, the prime minister, members of parliament, and provincial governors. In spite of all the corruption of our political life, in spite of the godlessness of many of our public men, in spite of the failure of the people who appreciate their political privileges, we are still in possession of a democracy. Let us be humble and vigilant and thankful. True gratitude is humble. True gratitude is penitent. True gratitude is the consecration of ourselves and our substance unto our God in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Lord will be gracious unto our nation. He has said, If my people who are called by my name, and that means the Christian people in Canada, they shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal the land. And then an anthem of praise and of national thanksgiving will rise from the hearts and the homes of every Canadian citizen unto God, our Father. Let us be thankful. Amen.